Hey, 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 hey. It's another edition of the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls podcast from the studios of the legendary WIGO Pace Center 1570, where we purposely give you a blend of classic R&B and your favorite gospel music. Join me mornings from six. Nah, wait a minute. <laughs> Not from six. I wish. Well, anyway, I'm thankful for the two hours that I have. Uh, I'm really thankful for the two hours that I have. Two power packed hours, power teaching moments, weekdays from 10 a.m. to 12. And of course, Sundays, practically all day. I'm blessed to be on from around 11 a.m. until about 530 with music and ministry. Right now we're doing more music than ministry, and it's just great. I'm excited and I always I'm always excited. Uh, when I get on the podcast or when I get before such beautiful people like yourselves, because God has truly graced me to be in radio. Uh, I got started in uh, my interest in radio got started way, way down <laughs> around the year of our Lord and Savior, 1972. Yeah, Lord. When I was attending elementary school at a place called St. Paul of the Cross. Can I get a witness? Anyway, I, I got started. I, my interest in radio was sparked back in, 19, in, the late, in the early 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I was in elementary school at St. Paul of the Cross, and I got interested in radio by listening to radio. Uh, Dwayne Bernard, Maxwell Jones, and Larry Tinsley, and, and Doug Steele, and... Uh, yeah, all those great people on the radio, and now here I am, 64 years, soon to be 65 in October, and still God has blessed me to still be doing what I love to do. Only a God can do that, and I thank God for it. I really do. I am so happy. Uh, I'm so happy. And it's the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls. And for those of you who are watching and want to want to know wh why we call the Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls, or if you're listening for the very first time, the reason we call it the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls is because at the end of each broadcast, we like to extend an invitation to anyone who's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We also want to dispel the myth that you have to wait till Sunday. We also want to uh, erase the uh, the untruth that you got to be in front of a minister. You got to be in a church. No, you can be on aisle five at Walmart. You can be in the parking lot of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You can be outside your house. You can receive Jesus Christ anywhere. You know why? Because Jesus Christ is everywhere. And wherever you are, <laughs> he is. Yes, sir. So at the end of the broadcast, we extend the invitation to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you're just watching this um, right now, uh, it is August the 21st. And we're getting ready for our next um, um, Tasteful Tuesday, which will be August the 29th, right here on the campus of WIGO, 2424 Old Rexmar Road in Ellenwood. Starts at 4 o'clock. Bring your lawn chairs, bring your picnic basket. If you have a favorite blanket you'd like to lay on, bring it, because on the back part of the radio station, we've got a stage in our backyard, a stage of three VIP booths and plenty of land. And we're going to have vendors on hand. We're going to have uh, food trucks on hand. And the only thing else we'll need is your presence. So come on by 2424 Old Rex Road. That's August the 29th, beginning at 4 o'clock p.m. 
food trucks and vendors will be here. If you are an entertainer, if you got a book, uh-huh, yeah. Speaking of books, I just thought about something else. If you have a book, we want to invite you to come out. We want to put you on stage and let you tell the people briefly about your book. And if you want to set up a table, uh, vending cost is very inexpensive. And who knows, you come out and tell us about your book and give people an opportunity to purchase your book. So if you'd like to be a vendor or a performer, call the office at 404-361-1570. That's 404-361-1570. Again, welcome to the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls. I'm your guy, Minister Carl Eli Smith Sr., but you can call me your guy, Eli. Wait a minute, let me let me lay my wife down here. She's This, this is my wife. This is my wife right here. <laughs> we've, been, we've been married for a few years, and uh, she don't look too good behind me. So I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna lay her down. Lay down. No, man. I, I, I would. I wouldn't say that to my wife, darling. Just lay right here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's my cane, baby. The closest thing I can get to a woman right now is a cane, and I don't have a problem with this particular wife. Now she don't cook. And a lot of things, other things she don't do, but she don't talk back. She don't give me, she don't ask, <laughs> she don't ask any questions about where I've been or who I've been with. I'll have no problems out of that particular wife. So I guess, we'll, I guess we'll be around until death do us part. Now I'm going to put it in my wheel. I'm going to put this in my wheel. I don't know how many canes I'm going to have by the time I leave here in a hundred years, but I'm going to have, I'm not kidding. Now I'm going to be cremated. So I'm going to tell them if they can to cremate me with my canes and everything. All right. How y'all doing? You doing okay? You still hanging in with me? You listen to the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on patrol, on patrol for Souls. And we're excited. I'm, I'm, you know, I always get excited when I get behind a microphone and I'm talking to wonderful people like you. But today there's an extra um, amount of excitement because of my very special guest we're going to be talking with. Um, I met her. Um, let's see here. I met her. Uh, um, I've been knowing her for a couple of years now. She is a promoter. Um, well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let her tell you what she does. But I met her at the W at the Doug Steele the Gathering. Doug Steele the radio icon, a giant. Uh, he was a part of radio back in the day at WAOK. His first job. He had one of the radio jobs he had. He worked for James Brown at his radio station. So every three months he does a gathering for radio promotions, people, uh, promoters, uh, and radio personalities. And that's where I met Libby. And Libby Anthony is my very special guest on the Eli Smith Soul Patrol. Libby Anthony, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening or watching this podcast. How are you doing, Miss Anthony? <laughs> you're you're in the cool. <laughs> that's, that's what I have to say these days. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we're not in Texas. <laughs> I, I know. Libby, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast with me today. And okay, watch it now. Watch it now, though. <laughs> watch how you say that now. Cause I I am single. <laughs> And you put it, you know, the Bible says, you know, the life and death is in the power of the tongue. And whatever you put out there, whatever you put out there in the atmosphere, you don't never know how to come back to you. 
<laughs> but I'm glad to be your guy, and it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk with you. I can't wait to have you in the podcast so they can put a face with the voice. But recently, uh, tell a little bit. Tell us briefly a little bit about yourself, Liddy. afternoon, good day, everybody. Thank you, Eli, for having me. I am a longtime resident of Atlanta, but I, that's a commercial place if it had been for grading. Okay. <laughs> All right. I came here from Louisiana to study at Grady and Georgia State and found it so welcome and I stayed. And uh, I am very blessed to have started a career after my uh, medical world uh, endeavors. Uh, started a career in entertainment, mm -hmm. a booking agent. Okay. And I have been booking entertainment around the country and uh, international, some international gigs for excess of 30 years. Okay. And with a love for entertainment and a love for Atlanta, I decided during COVID, I had been collecting some, doing some research on the history of entertainment in Atlanta. And I, during COVID, since they wouldn't let us book no entertainment, I didn't have much or nothing to do. So I decided to write this book. So, so this book. Atlanta entertainment history. Hold up, hold up, Libby. So here, here's the book. I'm showing the book. Uh, here's the book right here. Great book. I encourage anybody that likes reading and anybody that's been a, especially if you're a native of Atlanta and you're familiar with Auburn Avenue and Decatur Street and, and the Royal Peacock and B.B. Uh, Beeman and, and, Mil and Yates and Milton, uh, if you know any of any of those places ring a bell in your head, this book is a must read for you, Atlanta Entertainment History. So you wrote this book during the, you began reading, reading this book during the COVID. So, um, and it's, and COVID, that hadn't been too long ago. So, so. I mean, I'm 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 really um, bumfounded because there's so much great information. I would have thought that you would started writing this book years ago, or did you start putting things together for this book years ago? So, how long did it take you to get all of this information, which we definitely can't cover in the short time we have here? Even when we have you live in the studio, we still won't be able to cover all the great information. So, you. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. We started doing here in Atlanta a national convention we call COPE, which oh. is for club owners, promoters, and entertainment entrepreneurs and executives with a concentration on live entertainment. Okay. And when that first year, we did that convention five years here in Atlanta. Wow national conventions but during the first year we wanted to do something in welcoming everybody into atlanta uh, uh in the journal that we published we did a brief history of uh atlanta entertainment wow i revisited that history 
and I saw some errors in it. And I wanted to, just uh, for my own sake, <coughs> correct, you know, find out the correct information. So that was before COVID. Okay. And that time, when I started researching uh, that at that time, it sparked my interest in the history of Atlanta entertainment. And I like to make sure everybody understands because you mentioned Doug Steele and our exciting gathering every three months. But this book, because radio and record gets a lot of attention and they are much more organized than people in live entertainment. This book is really about the live entertainment industry, the uh, people that I call it that created the stage for uh, artists to nurture and expand their talent and break out into the world. So it took me uh, actually between, I did research for about three years and when COVID hit, like I said, I couldn't sell entertainment. So it was like on me, like, well, I'll just finish the book. And I actually finished the book in 2020, but I refused because COVID was so bad and the year had so much, so, so many people had died. I just didn't want to publish it then. So I just waited till uh, January of uh, 2021 and published the book. But it came from the love of Atlanta entertainment and Atlanta history. And I like to mention the fact that Atlanta history is long and broad. Yeah. But this covers from Reconstruction when, and, and the subtitle of the book is Juking in the A. Okay, yeah. So it covers from the Reconstruction period up until about the year 2000. I say after 2000, it was really current events. I would not, it was just so much happening. We didn't delve into it. But there was, we did cover a great portion of the LaFace era and acknowledging people like Joyce Irby and Dallas Austin who were uh, uh, of the current music scene exactly and I, you know, and mentioning dallas austin you know i am i had an opportunity of of working almost close to him when i first got started in radio and i always say wow man you know some of the opportunities i let slip right through my fingers you know during the early years of dallas austin who is probably living very comfortable now because of what he started doing early on and and I, I think one of the reasons why I was so um, impressed by the book, and for those just joining us here, and you're just scrolling through and you uh, popped up on uh, this particular podcast, I'm your guy, Eli. You're listening to the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls. Our very special guest is Arthur Libby Anthony, the author of Atlanta Entertainment History, Historical contributions of entrepreneurs who pioneered juking in the A. And I think another reason why the title kind of grabbed me because whenever I see the word juking, it kind of takes me back to the um, project a few years ago that um, Quincy Jones put out called Juke Joint. And, uh, and, and, and juking is a word that we, that's what, is that what back in the day when our ancestors or people might, African and what's the meaning? What's the meaning of juking? The African meeting. 
actually refer to dancing. Okay. And in, in slavery time, the uh, slaves, those who were enslaved, would dance on Sunday and get together and catch juke joints were established. I guess you could say established. Sometimes they were just shades. But they became important in the Black experience because there were places where you, people could fellowship, dance, often get some goods like cigarettes and uh, alcohol, a fish sandwich, and some started even selling groceries and stuff. And juke and uh, the juke joint, I, I think what brought it uh, brought it back to a lot of our remembrance is uh, color purple. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That Believe it or not, we be in juke joints all the time. Yeah, saw you recently at a juke joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Backstage, backstage is a modern day juke joint. Club Ellery's is a modern day yeah, juke joint. Mr. V's figure eight back in the day, it was a juke joint. A place a place the club where I spent a lot of years working in, as a DJ and a doorman and a MC was Marco's Lounge on Camelton Road. Man, wow. So 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 I don't we don't have much much more time uh, to talk about you to talk with you on this particular episode of the Eli Swiss Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls. Our very special guest. This is a must-read. If you enjoy reading, you gotta get a copy of this book, Atlanta Entertainment History. Historical Contributions of Entrepreneurs Who Pioneered Juking in the A. My very special guest this day is Libby Anthony. And one of the, and we want to talk briefly. We're going to have her back. Uh, I promise you, we're going to have her back. She, next time she comes, she's going to be live and in living color. And we might have to do at least 45 minutes. Now, one of the, as, and, and Libby, I'm going to tell you, I'm, let's see, where am I in the book? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fast reader, but I think I'm. I'm gonna say I'm on page 33, okay? Because I've started over several times. But one, one, one part of the book, Libby, that really blessed my heart is the part about Graham Jackson. Uh, Graham Jackson, senior. His sons and I went to the same elementary school, and we are still friends today. Tell us a little bit about the historical Graham Jackson who played for President Roosevelt. President Carter. And President Carter, okay. A lot of people were, uh, I think it's on Simpson Road, that <laughs> his house was uh, the little white house. Right. He was a favorite of the presidents. He would go down to uh, Warm Springs, is that it? Um, yeah, yeah, Warm Springs, right. To uh, hang out with President Roosevelt. And, um, as a matter of fact, when he died, he was with, he had been summoned down to Warm Springs. When President Roosevelt died, he had been summoned down to Warm Springs. He played a courtier. Yeah. And he was uh, featured on Life magazine cover when he died, shedding a tear playing the accordion and mourning the loss, his loss. But he also was, back in the day when, the radio stations had live music. Okay. Remember? I don't remember it because I wasn't around. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I heard about it. I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he played, he was a 
had an orchestra that played uh, at WRD, which was, you'll find out through the book if you don't already know, the first black-owned radio station in the country. Right. And he um, also played the organ at the 81 Theater, which was uh, this magnificent pipe organ. Anyway, he has a very strong history in Atlanta. And, and that, the purpose of the book is to give credit to those people whose shoulders uh, we stand on to also school some of the people who believe that they are creating something totally new to understand that, yeah, there's really nothing new under the sun. Try to learn your history and you'll learn a lot because so little has changed in the entertainment business other than the instrumentation and the artist. But some of the issues, which we also address in the book, remain the same. Graham Jackson was one of the icons of Atlanta. And there are many people don't realize that uh, Ray Charles actually got his, was a local band before he played the, uh, had a magnate private session at the Royal Peacock. Right. We all know that people like uh, Gladys Knight, Ray Charles. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Also came through here, the Tams, but we have to re remember that when Joyce Irving visited here, she saw so much talent. First of all, she hired Dallas Austin, we spoke of him a minute ago, as a teenager. Wow. Yeah. Joyce Irving, who was the uh, motivation, the figure behind Climax of all girl female group. Okay. Okay. Joyce was instrumental not only in sparking Dallas's career, but she invited friends of hers who were producing her records to come to Atlanta. And that ended up being uh, LA and Babyface, which was the start of La Face. Wow. Hey, listen. Listen, hey, put a put a comma right there. We got to get ready to wrap this up. But I am so darn excited. I can't wait to have you back. I can't, you know, I, I'm on the bus right now because my car is in intensive care. And uh, they, they, they're thinking about taking it off life support. But I'm, I told them to keep it on life support. <laughs> and so, so I'm on the bus. Okay, so I'm on the bus. So when I'm on the bus, I'm reading. I'm going to finish this book. I can't wait to have you in the studio. And I just feel so honored, yeah. so honored to be able to talk with the author of this great book. And of course, the Graham Jackson uh, part and, and all the history that I'm seeing. And then working in a nightclub for years, man, I know how important the night, how important the nightlife uh is to the community and when I ride up and down Camerton Road now I just have flashbacks on how popular and how lucrative that business used to be and then on Auburn Avenue some of our young people don't realize that Auburn Avenue if I'm not mistaken was the first strip of land that was basically consumed by black businesses is, is that correct? Certainly in Atlanta and, I would have to uh, express that black people have always been progressive in Oklahoma, Tulsa. Okay. New Orleans, we've always had our place where prior to integration, we built. And I like to believe that 
some of our forefathers who had been owned okay saw the importance of ownership and became strong entrepreneurs okay that led the way for us to establish businesses throughout the country strong businesses but it was the richest black quoted quote the richest black street in atlanta okay same because it also went on to be the um birthplace of the civil rights well actually they might be saying a little bit much but the dr king's uh headquarters yeah. on Auburn Avenue. But when we mention Dr. King and the civil rights movement, we move west and we have to remember Pascals and uh Hunter Street. Uh, yeah, and the Carousel and all those great places. Listen, right. Libby. Can't forget come, can't come on now. And and Charles Disco made a whole bunch of money. <laughs> he brought disco to the ghetto and boy, boy, boy. <laughs> Experiences are available to stroll down memory lane in the book, Atlanta Entertainment History, Drinking in the Age. And I must say, there are a few bookstores in Atlanta that have it, but it's just very easy to order from Amazon. Amazon.com, and generally you'll have it in two to three days. Okay. Amazon is very good if just if you can't find it in the local bookstore, reach out to Amazon Atlanta Entertainment History, juking in the A and keeping an eye open. We we want to do and are talking about and putting in motion a documentary. Okay, great. Listen, Libby, we gotta go. Before we go, I, I want to so very much for having me. Uh, stay right there hang right there if you've never accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior it is a very important part of your life um and i'm not pushing pushing spirituality or religion on anybody but for those who may be listening and believe and you always wanted you're going through some changes in your life and and the spirit has been tugging on you well you need to do something different and you and and you 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 tried your grandmama's Jesus and your mama's Jesus and your daddy's Jesus, and your, but their relationship is nothing like your own personal relationship. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercy endured forever. I want you to try this for yourself. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just repeat that to me. God, I repent of my sins. I can't change myself. I've been trying to, but I need some help. You are the help I need. So I surrender my will and my life over to you, God. Please lead me, guide me, and direct me in the way that I should go. I receive salvation right now in Jesus' name. Begin reading the Bible one scripture at a time, one day at a time, one minute at a time. Begin to seek more spiritual insight and understanding on your level. And God will continue to increase you. Change your environment. Begin to speak with more positive people. And begin to speak. Speak more positivity in your life. And you'll see some difference. My very special guest has been Arthur Libby Anthony. And I'm so glad to have her with us today. Thank you so much. I want to thank my producer, Dante, the boss, Dante Cross. Don't forget to join him Saturdays. He has his own radio show, Great Music. Every Saturday from 4 to 7 on the legendary WIGO, the boss Dante Cross, my intern sitting over here to my left, brother uh, Derek Andrews. Derek Andrews, say, say your name again. 
Derek Andrew, yeah, hear that voice? Hey, Doc, we got some we got some great talent coming up through here. Thank you for joining me, the Eli Smith Soul Patrol on Patrol for Souls. Join me weekdays from 10 until 12 right here on the legendary WIGO Pace Setter 1570. As always, in closing, I love you from the basement of my heart to the balcony of my mind. I'm your guy, Eli. Peace. I'm out.